Welcome back to another brew session with Marketing Essentials. I'm your host, Jenna, joined with my co-hosts, Jessica and Jess. Brew session is your chance to join us every week with your favorite brew, whether that's a cup of coffee or something stronger, as we discuss everything digital marketing. And on tap for today, so last episode, we talked about employee mental health and how it affects productivity. We gave you a couple of tips on how you can better manage your own mental health for better productivity in the workplace or managing the mental health of your employees. So today we're gonna to bring you episode number seven of Brew Session. We will be talking about how you can prepare to properly handle marketing for your business in the time after the global pandemic. For our double shot today, many of us feel like we might be seeing the light at the end of the tunnel of this COVID-19 crisis as businesses start to open and operate again. And now many business owners are asking some or all of the following questions. How do I bring my business back in an environment where we don't yet have a vaccine and the economy is still struggling? How do I start marketing in this new environment? What marketing and sales strategies, if any, do I need to change? And what marketing strategies will provide the best ROI? So first of all, remember, buyers still have needs and wants and those haven't gone away. So people are now learning to fulfill those needs online. And in the month of March alone, there was a 13% increase in online web traffic. So as much as we like our brick and mortar buildings, buyers have come to like the convenience of online chat, buying online, et cetera. And we need to prepare these digital tools to help facilitate that post-release message, connection, and engagement. So there's a great point on the online chat. There's, um, it's actually a really nice um, convenience now, especially since a lot of people aren't, you know, going out and about as much. Um, they want that extra channel to communicate. Um, I know for like millennials and Gen Z, we're very used to just texting and online chat. So um, utilizing, you know, Facebook Messenger or even Google My Business has its own Messenger um, platform. Both are free to use and easy to set up. So um, if you haven't started using any sort of online chat and you're not really sure about it, those are two really good platforms to kind of dive into and add that extra channel of communication. And another great way is using social media. So Facebook has predominantly been a lead channel to help keep people engaged socially and make purchase decisions. But for businesses who aren't using social media, think of it as your salesperson who is always online 24 seven. You can engage organically with customers and potential new customers. It's also a way to be helpful and reassuring. And I feel like that's a really good channel to, um, I know I've mentioned it before, but just showing the human side. So I know you mentioned, you know, organically engaging with your customers. Um, so Facebook or LinkedIn or any other social channels are a really good window into the human side of your business. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say like, as you're preparing to do this marketing, you know, post crisis, if you don't currently have social media channels at all, or if you're underutilizing them, this is a great time to get those started up and start building that relationship with customers and potential new customers. 
Yep, great tips. And another one that I think a lot of people overlook, but which can be really beneficial is using email to engage your customers. This is a tactic that can actually be very low cost or even free. Um, it's also a personal one-to-one -one connection with your leads and customers. And really one of the things email has become today is it's the only channel that you actually own. When someone opens up your email, they're not looking at other posts or ads, they're just looking at the content that you have sent them. So people continue to use email. The way it's changed a little bit is that people don't just sign up for email newsletters anymore. They really want something of value delivered to their inbox. Um, if there's not that promised value, they will unsubscribe. So email can be used for a lot of purposes, whether you want to share updates, offer promotions, or teach people something. I would always say keep your emphasis on the letter part of a newsletter. It should be like a personal letter or note that you um, or your brand are sending to the audience. Yeah, I think that's a really great tip, Jessica. Um, I know email has been longstanding one of the most effective forms of marketing over time, and a lot of people think that that's gone away recently, but really, it's email is always going to be here to stay. You know, people are constantly engaging via email. So, again, using email to engage customers is really important. I think, honestly, I've actually seen email kind of a kind of an email renaissance lately where um, brands are really seem to, seem to be embracing the email newsletter. There's, they're using it in very creative ways. They're sending out fun um, videos or things like that. I think it's a really interesting tool that you can try, especially if you've never tried it before. I think you'll be surprised at the engagement that you can get with email. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you really hit it with mentioning that you need to find ways to be creative with those emails and really make that connection with your customers or potential customers. Um, so think of ways that you could repurpose email to make it more of that creative outlet for different things you could do with it. Very good tips. Um, also, just keep in mind um, your house your housekeeping updates. So what I mean by that is updating your Google My Business, um, all of your social channels, your website. If you're following some new hours, um, especially during this time, some hours are kind of cut back. Um, give assurance on your safety measures. So a lot of people are looking at what are you doing, what you are doing as a business to not only keep your employees safe, but as uh, for your customer safety as well. So just making sure that you are being very transparent in those um, in those guidelines and those protocols. And don't forget to update your online chat and chatbot messaging. If you're already utilizing those, make sure it's fitting with the times. Um, some of those chat bots will um, give like the current hours. So anything that may have changed with your, your chat bot messaging, make sure that you're updating those as well. This is also a great time to gather reviews and testimonials from customers you might, you might have helped during the crisis. Um, this will show people the excellent service that you've provided with those happy customers. I think especially now people are really looking to see how have you helped other people like them? You know, they wanna hear feedback from other regular customers. They don't necessarily wanna just hear it from you. They want proof that, you know, what you're claiming to do has actually been beneficial for other people. So these are just a few of the tips that we actually cover in a full webinar called Pandemic. Are you prepared to market your business post-crisis? We are going to link that Full webinar in our show notes, so be sure to check that out. All right, now it's time for our House Blend segment where we talk about some of the important things we're seeing in the digital marketing space right now. 
So as you ladies know, I'm a huge LinkedIn nerd, so I'm super excited about this update that just came out. So LinkedIn pages can now host virtual live events. So um, I'm, I know you're seeing this not only on LinkedIn, but there's a, a, a bunch of other platforms that are offering this as well. So LinkedIn is responding to the rapid shift from in-person to online conferences. Um, as we know, trade shows, conferences are, you know, the in-person thing is no more for you know, the near future. So now you can log into your company page and create an event and you can actually live stream within that event. Um, and this is a free feature. So that's, you know, you don't have to pay for those extra fees. Um, you can just, you know, create your event. It looks very similar to a Facebook event and you can live stream from there. The benefits um, of this feature, besides the fact that it's free, is you can attract the right professional audience within the LinkedIn platform and it's also safe and it's, an, it's a trusted environment. Um, LinkedIn makes it super easy for you to build the buzz around your event um, and you can open it to your page followers. And it looks like for right now, it's just your page followers only, but you can also send um, invitations to your first degree connection. So if you're an admin on that page, um, you can send invitations if they are not currently a company page follower. Yeah, I think that'll be a really cool uh, way to try out different virtual events. So other uh, LinkedIn news coming up, LinkedIn is now also offering free job postings if you're in certain industries through June 30th. So you can get up to 10 free job postings if you are considered um, an, an essential company. So this would include healthcare, which would be hospitals, clinics, if you make medical devices, um, mental health clinics, anything like that, supermarkets, warehousing, and freight delivery services. Again, this offer is going to expire on June 30th, but until then, you can take advantage of um, 10 free job posts on LinkedIn. For another one, according to new studies, consumers are observing how brands behave during this coronavirus pandemic, and those actions will probably have a heavy influence on their future loyalty to your brand and to their purchase decisions. So while this is an extremely challenging time, we as marketers can take advantage of the opportunity to help our clients shine. So a few ways to capitalize capitalize on this may be running a campaign celebrating essential workers or workers within your company. This is similar to what we're seeing Pepsi do with their Stronger Together campaign. And while you do need to be careful about how you position the campaign, um, studies are showing that viewers are responding most positively to ones that show how companies are helping out during the crisis. All right, and next we are going to move on to our listener submissions. Again, you can always submit a question to us and maybe hear answered on one of the shows. Um, you can visit our Instagram page at mktg underscore essentials. Click on our podcast highlight and ask your question. So first off, somebody asked, what should I do with negative reviews on Facebook? Should I delete them if they're completely false? What should we do, Jess? So the first thing you don't wanna do is delete them because um, that just kind of sends a bad message that you just don't, whether it's false or not, you just don't want to deal with it. And, you know, for me as a consumer, that's kind of an alarming thing. Um, so what I would do is, um, and there's a bunch of different kinds of negative reviews, but um, if it's if it's you yourself that's managing it or if you have somebody else managing it, is basically come up with a template of um, responses that you can send out. 
Um, or you, if you are the owner and you want to respond to it, you know, more organically, that's fine too. But the last thing you want to do is not respond to it. Um, you can set, you can say something as simple as, um, "We're sorry that you are not satisfied with the service or the product. Um, if you wouldn't mind, please, we would like to discuss this with you in, in a direct message and go about it that way." Um, more people are receptive to that, um, and you you can deal with it offline where um, it's not all, the dirty laundry is not all on your, on your Facebook page or your Google page or what have you. Um, so even if you just have like a few sentences that you already kind of have outlined for when this happens so you can quickly address the situation, um, I always tell um, clients to just, you know, make the suggestion and put it, or to take it to a direct message and you can deal with it that way. Um, but that's how I would answer that. Just like I, I keep, I always kind of like to drive the point, just do not delete it because it, one, they'll come right back with another negative review anyway. Um, and you, people have already seen it. Um, so just make sure that you're responding as soon as possible and try to take it offline as, as much, much as possible. Yeah, you definitely always want to remain professional. And when people see your polite and quick response, that says a lot more about your business too. Absolutely. So another question that came in um, that we actually do hear a lot from some of our clients says, I want to start posting more on social media, but I'm not really sure what to post about. We're in kind of a boring industry. So do you have any tips for us, Jess? Um, so any industry can come up some really creative ways to post on social media. Um, if we want to use, you know, the, you know, I, I know we keep bringing up the coronavirus, but um, there's so many different posting options. You can do live video, you can do um, any other video. We all have cameras um, on our phones. Um, so like for coronavirus, for example, no matter, no matter the industry, you should be talking to your customers and um, social media channels make that super easy for you. So you can be posting, like I, I mentioned before, like the safety protocols, what you're doing in your community to help. Um, those type of things. Um, I always say, that, you know, video over just a static photo because people are going to stop and watch video. Um, so just, you know, kind of take a few moments and strategize a few ideas. Um, just get really creative. If you're not a very creative type, um, find someone that is that can that would be willing to help you out to come up with some really cool ideas. Um, I've seen some, you know, there's some car dealerships that I've seen do some really creative things. They do so, like especially now where they're doing some um, parades are doing some things that they're helping their communities with and they're just using video. Um, so I don't think there's really a boring industry when it comes to social media because there's always something creative that you can do. You just have to find that creative mind to help you strategize um, different posting ideas. So that wraps up our latest episode of Brew Session. We thank you for hanging with us as this was our seventh episode. And we encourage you, like Jess mentioned earlier, to go to our Instagram page at mktg underscore essentials and leave your own listener submission. We would love to connect with you there. Until next time, thanks for joining us. 